we've created our own podcast, Little Podcast, Life is Life, with a variety of topics to choose, but we don't even know where to start. Today, we got Cam, Cameron James, what up, what up? FTF the gang. How y'all feeling? How you feeling, good, bro? Dude. I'm good. I'm glad to be back home for the holiday. Bro, put that on silent. <laughs> for real. Now, I'm back. I'm back to be. I'm um, glad to be back home for the holidays. Um, what you got for the holidays? Shit, just visiting with family while I'm out here fucking with y'all. Uh, I got studios tomorrow, working on new shit for my debut album. Now. First album I'm ever dropping. Boom, boom. Everything yeah. else is mixtape. Started out with SoundCloud, mm-hmm. and then as of like earlier this year, just moved everything to iTunes, Spotify, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. everything like that. So everything could be like more worldwide because not everybody was on SoundCloud for a minute. I noticed that. So, yeah, yeah. like SoundCloud was like the beginning, of right? Exactly for everybody. So I just basically all my old material I had would just put it on to um, iTunes, Spotify, and then whatever people don't. Whatever ain't nobody heard is still new. Exactly. You know, so like it's new to them. Yeah, it's new to them. So I just basically put everything on all music platforms, and then I was like, "Well, this shit can't hold to me." So it was only so long that I could keep, you know, bringing up these old songs. So I was like, "I ain't dropped the album yet." So that's my main focus. And then while out here, just smoke a bunch of Cali weed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and just chill with the family. That's about it. There you go. Man, it's always good to see you, bro. For sure. For sure. How's How's mom? Mom's is good. Mom's is good. Yo, that, whatever, whatever. What was it? What uh, What did you bring over? Uh, tamales. tamales. Tamales, bro. Oh, my God. I'm about yeah, to go yeah. ham on those. Yeah, like, his yeah. grandpa brings like, he brought one. frozen tamales, and then yeah, he was bringing fresh ones. I'm like, oh, the fresh ones look so good. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm also, yeah, I forgot. I'm also slaying tamales. Slaying tamales. Yeah, y'all better, y'all, better, y'all better know. Y'all better Today's tap in. Day, right? No, December 30th. Oh, oh I thought you said today was Y'all better tap in. Get y'all some homemade tamales, bro. That's the beauty of having, like, two races in your family. You feel me? Like. I was yeah. strictly raised off like Hungry Man TV dinners. You feel me? Like right yeah. in front. Right, like, this right. nigga, like he comes through. He has a tamales. He's like menudo. But if yeah. you look menudo. at him, if you look at him though, he just looks like a nigga. Like he just looks like a regular nigga, bro. But then he fucking around throws some hey, like some fucking <laughs> you know, all that shit. That's just like, oh, that's right, weird. Right. I don't understand what's happening right, right now. Right. Kind of throws you for a loop. Yeah, mm, yeah, it's a beautiful yeah. thing, man. Yeah. It is. His mom can really cook too. Nigga, I've had one tamale and they cut me off. After that. <laughs> <laughs> they cut me off. They're like, all right, nigga, you ain't even paid for that one right, to right, begin right. with. So, oh, it's that family discount is one. That's it. Everything right. else, family discount. Full price. That shit's hella funny. Is this yours? <laughs> no, mine's right here. Okay. But uh, all right. Well, uh, let's uh. Get into this interview. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, first, I'm gonna start out with the, the quote of the episode. Mm-hmm. I do my little. I got this like daily quote. Yeah, thing okay. that I fought that I get uh, uh, email every day. Right. Um, if it'll fucking load. Bunch of uh, it's, it's not Love loading it. right now. So we're just gonna Can't do that. Without it. Anywho, um, so let's just let's just get right into it. Uh, what was your best? My best drop the mic moment. 
Every drop the mic on me. <laughs> Not, uh, I know mine for you, but I was first time first. on BET. Oh yeah, yeah. That was, was yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. But the first time you won on BET though, because I don't know if you won. I mean, the first yeah, time no, I didn't win the first time, but I say the first time I went because I was like, that shit was that's when it was, it was like, like it was surreal. Dude, I remember the game. And even right, right? Yeah, I remember watching that. What was that? Mount, what was that? It was Mount Mike's piece of blood right down the street on Round Table. Yeah. Was it Round Table? Oh, round, round Table. Round Table. Round table. Round table. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Downtown? Yeah, we're all just like huddled up in the one part of the like, booth. And nigga, I got, like, I snuck off school early in house. Yeah. I'm like, I gotta go. <laughs> so, yeah, no, the reason why I say that time, the first time, even though I lost, I would, the the people from BET 106 and Park, they liked my performance so much that even though I lost, they wanted me back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that loss really wasn't a loss. You feel me? And then, it was just more so the votes, right? Right, right like, exactly. It was, yeah, just... it was like the votes. But my performance basically was was what was what made them want to call me back. And I was back basically like six months later. And then won that time. Mm-hmm. Stayed another week and then went again. So mm-hmm. I say the first time and then the second and then the third. Nice. That would have been dope if you got on uh, fucking Rhythm and Flow. Ooh. See the thing oh, you, The funny is I had put in um, Audition tape Yeah They called they, I had got Selected to do the next The next round mm-hmm. Like right. the next uh, Basically the next step that, To follow up with it Right mm-hmm. um, But they called me And was like Oh we got everybody we need oh. And then I seen the show And I realized Why I didn't get picked I'm living in Canada now mm. And if you watch the show they're, It's in the US It's, like, yeah, it's in the US and It's like but they're also following the person's life story, where they live, how they grew up. Exactly. I wasn't available to be out here. Right. You know I mean? So, yeah. and I didn't really take that into consideration. Be like, okay, I basically just put where my address was. I'm living in Canada now, so I could kind of see how yeah. it'd be kind of difficult to see someone trying to get someone who's out of the country on the show. Yeah. But I didn't really pay attention to that. But it's cool. Like it's just, it, I, I'm glad that I even was have be able to have the opportunity. Yeah, it's cool that they to like, try to try to contact with right, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. and I, I got a dope ass story though. Like you coming from where you came from. Oh yeah, yeah, for that. sure, for sure. Because right. I, I got a story behind me, but my yeah. story don't end. Of course. Not. Uh, from that, I'm, no. like oh, this oh, new year that's coming up. With the debut album and, and everything like that, I got Thank for that, bro. I got a lot of shit coming up. What's the name of the album, big bro? Nineteen ninety five. Reason why I named it nineteen ninety five too is because like I wanted the album basically represents like my whole life story. So I mean, of course, I don't have memories since I was born, but mm-hmm. from my youngest memories and my youngest stories up till now, I wanted to take it back to nineteen ninety five and just that, just that time period where music was was real. Yeah. Just that time period where when you put something out, it had to be authentic. Mm-hmm. Um, that time period when you put something out, it had to be real, and it had to you had to talk about substance. If I'm gonna keep it solid, I think he just named it 1995 so he can show up all his baby pictures. <laughs> this, nigga, this, nigga's the only person I, this nigga's the only person I know with 3,700 baby pictures. Like, I'm like, like, damn, he's still dropping that album, right? Hey, like, nah, nah. Every <laughs> Instagram post is a new baby picture, but I have three. Right? Name, I got like, like 12. This nigga got well, nah, the thing is, that thing is, too, like, I did that because, like, I took a lot of my uh, regular pictures of, like, what I took in the past, like, or as of recently. Cause I'm going through like a whole thing where I want to just do a create my whole new image, not not as far as like music wise, cause my music always been the same, yeah, but kind of changing the sound but staying authentic. Mm-hmm, yeah. But I wanted to change the whole image. Plus, I'm also working now and shit. So I wanted to, next year I wanted to come with like a whole new me 
building me from inside out as well. Mm -hmm. You know, with the working out shit. Um, just to show you that I've been working out, I've been working on in all aspects of my life. You feel me? Taking yeah. taking better better care of myself. But with the baby pictures, that's kind of like the promo of it. Like 1995. Stay tuned, dude. So every time I drop a baby picture, it's like let you know, like that's the build up until I drop the actual cover for it, mm -hmm. which yeah. I haven't really done yet. So do you have an actual cover in mind? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's already done. I just ain't supposed to surprise? Yeah, 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 Anything you really put dedication to, it's like, damn, am I putting all this dedication and hard work for nothing? Mm. Um, that's the biggest, that's the biggest doubt you have. But then you fail once you quit. Yeah. So I'm not going to quit. So I'm going to just keep on. Even, even, even with doubt, you still got to keep on going. So, yeah. And I think sometimes with that doubt, that's what kind of make, make me keep going too. Yeah. yeah do you have sure. like a, like, do you, do you have like an example of when it was like the, hardest moment to where like you got like the biggest amount of doubt about the music when you after BET okay cause you have high hopes like, like the oh, first time or like the after, the after just after everything just after, after, after that you think just like, after oh, you, I'm about to make it yeah bro. exactly you like oh I'm about to make it this is my time this is my time to shine yeah. I'm here I'm on national television yeah exactly and then you go you, you go through things and you you get older mm. and you go through life and you realize and then certain shit slow down yeah and you realize damn like okay maybe this ain't gonna work out mm -hmm. so but yeah but then I just kept going cause mm. at, at the end of the day like there's times where I stopped you know, like even after like I think from the period of being eight the years of being 18, 19, 20 was my hardest for me cause I was going to transition to moving out of my mom's house yeah trying to figure out what I wanna do for work mhm mm how I'm gonna create my, own, how I'm gonna create a life for myself, you yeah. know, um, and that was, a, and then not being able to spend all your energy towards music because you're dealing with so much personal shit, and yeah. it's kind of hard to, you feel me, follow what you love to do. Mm -hmm. but, Isn't it kind of ironic though how when you deal with so much personal shit, when all that shit is kind of said and done, when when the shit hits the fan, like when all, like when all the dust kind of clears out. You make the goddamn best music there is. No, right? that's yeah, that's yeah. another thing. That's another thing. Like you, then you take those those hardships and you put it into your music, and you're like, okay, I'm glad I went through this. Oh, so yeah, I think those are the hardest hardest years, but that's what that's what got me here today, really. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah, man. Nice. Uh, what movie do you wish life was more like? What? Hmm. What movie? What do probably I the Truman you Show. All eyes on me. <laughs> 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 what movie do I wish life was more like? The Truman Show. All, all friends is fake anyway. Maybe mm -hmm. so. Not all. Not not the friends in the podcast. So. Uh, not not the friends in the podcast though. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a New Jack City. Oh, Nino. I'm, I'm totally I do not wish that. <laughs> I do not wish. That. I wish the world was like hell and hell only. That's horrible. That nigga killed his best friend. Yeah, I um, I do that. That does that movie does have one of my favorite lines. Though he said, "Sit your fat ass down before I make change." I was like, "Give me the chills, man." <laughs> That's a good. I'm trying to think of. A, 
Right, pursuit of happiness. Ooh. Okay. All right. Yep. Okay. Why you wish life was like more like pursuit of happiness? So why? Yeah. You just want to be a homeless bum? <laughs> yeah, but he did. But yeah, but you no, see how? Well, are, are you referring to love of that journey? Are you referring to love? It's the journey. It's the love for it. It's the hardships that he went through. I mean, people do go through that. But I wish that the 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 success at the end was more rewarding. Exactly. More, um, for everybody. Yeah. Um, some people stay stuck in that position, and some people give up and never get to that destination because they gave up. Mm-hmm. So I think more people should even watch that movie if you've never seen it, or if you have seen it, go back and watch it. Yeah, actually, I want to watch that again. Um, it's been a minute since I've seen that movie. But that movie just shows you all aspects of life, and it's based on a true story. Right. So it's like. You can totally. basically you can learn from that, and you can also, if you're in that same predicament, you can relate to it. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that new LeBron James commercial? He's pretty much referring to like um, how uh, it's pretty amazing what he's doing, like you know, opening schools in Akron and shit like that, and how he came from a, a really hard upbringing, and how most athletes pretty much come from hard upbringings. But he was like, imagine if there was no more humble beginnings. Mm. Like, you feel me? Like, people just start off on the right foot. So, mm. go off what he's saying. Nigga. I like, it's that. like Just like, nigga, right. like, cut out the humble beginnings, nigga. Like, we already on the right track to be successful. Exactly. Right. So, you know what I'm saying? You gotta stay the course. Right. There you go. Oh, God. <laughs> it's easier said than done. Oh, most oh, definitely. Yeah, sure. Almost definitely. What, uh, what three events made the biggest impact on you who you are today? My first one, when I got stabbed, mm. uh, yeah. that was a big, that was a big impact because it it brought me, it taught me a lot about life, how easy life can be taken from you, mm-hmm. and how much you shouldn't take it for granted. Mm. Um, I thought on the way to the hospital, it was like, okay, I, I don't know if I'm gonna make it, so it's like, damn, you know, you like, this could be it, yeah. that moment. But then once, then once I made it through, it was like, okay, whatever doubts I had, whatever I was going through is little compared to this. Because mm-hmm. me being gone or me dying could have been the real big, the big, the big thing. So yeah. after going through that journey, and then not only that, I didn't get just get stabbed. My boy, Dwayne, got stabbed. Yeah. So it was like two people could have went at that time. And mm-hmm. then say, say if he passed away, you could you could realize, you realize how, like I said, precious life is and how... How small shit Everything is so little Compared to death You know what I'm saying So Cause you can never You gonna get those people back So it's like For sure For sure So that was one big one Um The second one But The second Second and third I would have to kinda say Or if you wanna just say second Was My One of my longtime friends Committing suicide and then about 2017, uh, Ali passing away. And then a couple months later, my older brother passing away. Yeah. That was definitely life-changing. And then, but now I would say that's the second one. All those together is just because they, they're so relatable. Mm-hmm. My third one would be my daughter. Yeah, yeah my daughter. She's so beautiful. Having now. that, that, now that, that brings, that tells you a lot about, especially what life is really about. It holds you accountable for shit. Cause now you're not you're not doing things for yourself. You got to do for something. Yeah. So you got to do everything for for someone who's innocent in this mm-hmm. life. They, they didn't ask to be brought in this life, you know. So everything you do it is you hold you held accountable. Makes you more responsible. You may slip up a couple times. Everybody do. We're only yeah. human. Yeah. But if you really if your heart's really in it, then you know then you 
you find a way to wiggle through the hardships and then come out of it and, and really take responsibility for your actions and really want to push forward. And if y'all haven't seen this nigga's daughter, it's his e- doppelganger. If you've seen Cameron, you've seen his daughter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, no doubt. No. Oh, God. Uh, what are some things people have self uh, selflessly done to make your life better? <clears throat> mm. To make my life better? Yeah. Where are you a place to stay? No, no, they're facts. No, facts. Actually, he's right. Actually, this nigga prime example. That was the time period where I, I was talking about those ages, 18, 19, 20. Mm-hmm. Around that time, I was staying with Brad and this shit went bad at his house. And there was times where I didn't want to, I would just be a selfish, didn't want to go home. I always had a place to go back home with my mom. But it's like, you want to try to do shit on your own and be, you know what I'm saying, be independent. Yeah. And it's okay to have help, but I didn't want help. I gosh, you guys, I should say, I was being stubborn. Yeah. And there was times I was crashing at this nigga house. You feel me? Bringing clothes over, sneaking through his bedroom. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because his mom would be talking that shit. Yeah, talking too. Like, I would let him in my house and he would talk shit to me and look at you. <laughs> we both sleep on the floor, nigga. <laughs> I'm like, damn, nigga, I got a bed. Like, I might as well sleep outside the park. I'm like, I don't know where this came from. <laughs> yeah, nah, so I would say to people who, I can't say anyone specifically, but and just anybody who was there gave open arms to me and gave me a place to sleep when I had nowhere to stay or was being selfish or stubborn. Yeah. Uh, or even even if if me and that person was going through something, and they still, because we, we still so close and we still got love for each other, they still gave me open arms, regardless if we was beefing, regardless if we mm-hmm. bumped heads and anything. So anybody, basically, anybody would just help me out. Mm-hmm. What's up? What's, uh, what's something everyone should uh, experience at least once in their life? Pussies. Shut up. God damn. <laughs> nigga, is this my interview? Or yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, we we go. Go. No, it's an FTF interview. Fuck it. Cameron featuring Benji. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fuck it. Yeah, this, this Benji, you feel me? The art, next artist to come up after yeah, I get my shit. Yeah, I ain't coming out. Yeah. I, I ruined my life. I don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> I can nah. wait till he get famous. Uh, nah, um. <laughs> Eating good noodles every day. What was your question? What was the next question? My bad. Uh, it was, uh, what, what's one thing that everybody should experience, experience in life? Okay. Um, should experience in life. Why? Pussy. Uh, well, it depends. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I don't know. I can't answer that because everybody sh- goes through. Everybody goes. Through, <laughs> yeah, because pussy's the best. It's like that's pretty. It's pretty much all the money. Yeah, pretty much all the money. It depends on what comes along. I answer like this. a bunch of other shit too. <laughs> it's like you, you ain't just getting pussy. Even bitches love pussy. You get, you get, you get. A bitch will rub her pussy against another pussy, but that's some good pussy. Yeah. <laughs> how you rub pussy against pussy? Okay, yeah, how about, put this, some how about this? A better question is, um, what have you experienced in your life that you think, outside of this country in Canada, that people in America, or people in general, should experience? Cool. There you go. Okay. Culture. Mm. Yeah. The lack of culture here is so lackluster. Like, going out there, you have a mix of everybody. You have a mix of Jamaicans. You have a mix really? of Africans. Blood you have a mix you. of Dominicans. You have a mix of... Like, Dominicans are out in Canada like that? Yeah, like, what? you have a mix of different type of Asians. And, like, Dude. out here, like, we only... Are, in California, I should say, it's, uh, even in the States, you only have... Except if you go to the East Coast and shit like that. 
yeah. in California speaking specifically, you only have really Mexicans, Chinese people, and Indians. Yeah. Who really is just like populated heavy. Yeah. Yeah. Populated fucking heavy. engines. <laughs> fucking um, engines. But so I say the culture and then plus to it, like it's not as racist mm-hmm. out there. And that's why because everybody everybody lives there's so many different communities living in one. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's racism everywhere, but it's not so heavy. Can you press that silver button for me? Keep on talking. Good. It's not so heavy as it is here, you know? So yeah. I think what everybody, I think what people should experience is, is more culture. What everyone lacks, uh, what everyone lacks mm-hmm. is culture mm-hmm. and understanding of people's other people's culture. Um, being okay with, with people being different from you. Exactly. And uh, being different, I feel like, is what makes us all the same at the same time. You know? exactly. So, I would take away the experience from, from Canada to here. It's definitely the cultural thing. Have you have you been to Toronto? Toronto? Yeah, I've been to Toronto. Toronto's cool. Toronto, um... My nigga Charles Barkley says his favorite. Did you go to Toronto? Jurassic Park? No, I didn't go there. Good. No, I didn't go there. <laughs> Why good? Fuck the Raptors. Yeah, nah, what thing is, the reason I didn't want to go is because I, I didn't want to wear a Warriors oh, shit. Yeah, and then we oh, win, first we of all, win. this podcast will be happening. We win, yeah, we win, and then I get, you feel me? They, they wild. They wild. I don't care. I'll do that in no, the United States. I'll hey, do that in the United States. Hey, bro. Canadians are so polite, they'll be like, oh, come on. Hey, what? Like, <laughs> what, what, what are you doing there? Why you gotta wear that? Nah, it ain't like that. It was actual videos of people getting beat up. Oh, War Warrior fans. With what? Wiffle ball bats, nigga? Nah. <laughs> like, Wait, so it wasn't it, getting beat up, dude. Is it worse? I'm saying, like, a Raiders, a Raiders game? Well, yes, it's worse than the Raiders game. No, it's, no. I, I say, nah, I say, I say this. The energy was the same because you got to think about it, this was their first champion. Yeah, true, yeah. true, true that, true that. Yeah, but yeah. Raiders fans are just ignorant, so that's not. And we're not even winning. Yeah, and we're not we even winning ignorant for no reason. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're we ignorant, ignorant for no reason. Right. So it's 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 the same but different. But nah, like um, nah, I haven't been to Jurassic Park. I mean, I've been a few places in Toronto and shit. Um, I shot my first video that dropped on my YouTube channel mm-hmm. in Toronto. Yeah. Y'all better go um, tap in and follow that YouTube channel. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, nah, uh, Canada as a whole is, is, is cool. It's cool. Again, I'm place. just barely getting used to the weather. Very different. Is it- hey, if I was to ask something like, what, what city in Canada like that the average Joe wouldn't know about that's like really a pop in that city? Like... I wouldn't talk. even know to be honest. Oh, you ain't because really I'm right now. I'm living in um, where you at? London, London, uh, Ontario. Is that a popping city? Is it, or is it like yeah? Here, is it like the suburbs? It's like it's like a it's like a it's like a mix of it's like Pleasanton. Uh-huh. Yeah, I would say I would say it's like Pleasanton. As far as like the the type of people that's there, as far as like um, they have a coriander everywhere. White white people, <laughs> like it's it's very white populated. Yeah, like, of course, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, as far as when you go back, when you go to Toronto, which is like two hours away from there, you get a lot of different cultures. You got Jamaicans, big yeah. City yeah. It's like it's like going to New York or so. No, it's like Frisco for us, but in, in general, as a state, in the states, it's more like New York. Okay, oh, yeah, oh, okay. it's more like New York. Because people say it's like a really dope ass place to go. Of course, it's not America. But like, like I told no, you, Charles Barkley said, it's his favorite place to go. So. Yeah, like when I first moved there, I hated it. But oh, now that I'm there and, and I've settled, 
I don't have no desire to really come back and like live here, other than just the really just the politics. Why would you? I mean, I've why the fuck would you want to come back? <laughs> yeah. Why really? Like just like you've been in the Bay your whole life, so you go out there and like you be what been about a year? You've been out there, yeah, about like, a year. maybe a year and some change, right. and you have no desire to want to come back here and live. No, why what is that? Is like rent, nigga. Like what's the well, rent like the thing out is. There? Okay, so I realize I tell people I tell people this a lot. When you hear and this is all you know, then that's all you know. All you know. Yeah. When you step outside that bubble, you outside looking, you the outside looking in, and you realize. That's how I felt when I was in Peru. Right. You realize. Then you went to Peru. Yeah. Let him let him finish. You realize, you realize that that bubble you stuck in, you were gonna stay stuck in because you didn't step out of it. Yeah. Um. You realize that. You also realize you don't really have nothing there inside that bubble but family. Yep. Um, you don't step out that bubble for different opportunities, different experiences. So me moving to Canada was exactly that. Um, moving out there was just exactly that. And I have a foundation there. I have a family now. Yeah. So even though I have family here, I have my own family now. So right. Like you said, your own family. Right, exactly. So like I said, yeah, it's just once you step out of your box or your bubble or whatever, man, you you just you have time to step back and be like, damn, I wasn't really doing nothing. And then you mm-hmm. realize some of the people that you was hanging with, mm-hmm. they don't have no desire to move forward. Mm-hmm. They don't have no desire to do nothing. So it's like you kind of don't want to go back to that same thing. You really, you you kind of moving backwards, really. Yeah. Uh, so you staying up. Like I know Lil Boosie had a famous interview. He said, um, for most famous rappers, like they always get killed in their city. I know that's mm-hmm. not really the case for like Devin Pleasanton and shit. But with your point of moving backwards, like it's kind of the same thing. Like, nigga, they gonna kill you in your city, whether it's literal, metaphorical. Mm-hmm. Like, bro, you stay in your city, like, true. And then when, you, then a lot of times in your city, like a lot of people make it in their city. And once you make it, you gotta get out. But then a lot of different cities, specifically for the Bay, they don't support you until you own. Not at all. exactly. Not yeah. the fuck so, at all, bro. And I, for even or for me being even, from the Bay, even when I was doing shows like in Oakland, Frisco, San Jose, wherever, yeah. uh, here and there, like. When I stepped out of the country, when I went to Vegas, when I went to Oregon, I was getting more support. So it was like the people from here, they they, they the people who supported me knew me personally. It's people, a doggy dog mentality. Yeah, it's it's just it's just my my personal opinion because one being from Oakland and then being in the art scene out there hella heavy, like my brother was out there before me. He t- he tried to school me to the game like. Bro, don't, don't even try. Don't even fuck with any of these people. They're not going to really support you. They're just going to use you for whatever your talent is, whatever your talent is, your talent, whatever, whatever. Right? And it's fucked up because so many people want to be, oh, I got this going on, I got this going on, buy my clothes here, buy my oil here, buy my fucking stones here, but then it's like, hey, I got an album. You want to buy it for me real quick? You know, mm-hmm. blah, blah. Oh, I'll give you a stone if you give me your album. I won't mm-hmm. actually give so you any money to system. actually support Harder. you. But I'll just take your shit and take my shit. Mm-hmm. It's, just, it's fucked up. Mm-hmm. It's fucked up, and they were like, "Oh, oh, no, no, I'm an artist. I'm an artist. I'm supporting my collective people. My bitch." Kind of like, it's not like, like, like crabs in a bucket, so to speak. Yeah. yeah. I'm not like sure if that. LA is the same case. I know LA has a lot bigger platform. You feel me? But I feel like LA is just more like corporate, dude. It's just so much more business and money. Like, it's just so, like with the clothes too. Like, I know, but still, like, like God, LA. The, the difference between the Bay and LA, the Bay. A lot of artists out here are so like small business and local. They don't even have the money like that to be doing the shit artists in LA are doing. Like the artists in LA are charging bank, right? For shit that like to be made in like thirty seconds for like two dollars. You want to charge me fucking seventy five dollars for a t-shirt? 
Right. Fuck out of here. Yeah. I mean, but even if you just stop and think about it, like, an artist in L.A. probably gets a feature, like, three times a week. True. So he's probably going to get $100 each feature. Mm-hmm. Artist from the Bay is going to get a feature once a month. So he's like, oh, well, let me run this shit up. You feel me? This is the only feature I'm going to get. But then they get to wait till you on to get that feature because motherfuckers don't want to do music with you unless, oh. Well, I know for a fact because Cameron tried to get a nigga named Raven Justice. By the time his podcast comes out, no one's going to know who that is. So, his name was Raven Justice and he tried to charge Cameron like, I'm like two thousand. How much was it, bro? It was. It was. It was. I. F- I felt like it was more money than what was. Way more was needed. Yes. Um. If I'm. I feel like. And for. I felt like it was too much money for the type of caliber artist he was. He, he was doing his thing, caliber. and I. You feel me? I. I know people who 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 fuck with him and this and that. So like, but. I'd rather spend, I, I could take that $2,000 or whatever, Get the asking price, and put it into my, and put it into my own shit. I could put exactly. it, put it towards my clothing. I could put mm-hmm. it to my self-branding. Yeah. You know, um, or it, I would, it wouldn't have been a problem paying for that, paying that much amount, but it has to be that caliber. It's worth it. Yeah, it has to right, be worth right. it. So, like, if you, if you, like I said, it has to be worth it. And so. people try and pull some shit over people way too often. It's like, you're doing the same thing here, bro. Mm-hmm. Doing the same thing, and we black people. It's like a black man and black man, you want to overcharge me for some shit because you want to get up and get your money up, but we can't get our money up together equally at the same time. No, I will charge you a lamb and some. That's some why. See, that's why. <laughs> you know, but that's how every black business is. is have up? you never been to a black business and they, and they charge the fucking same price that like a Safeway or yeah. some regular shit would? Which, no, I, which I, I get it. I get it because we as black folks, we as black folks yeah. need our money. Cause you know, white America ain't gonna give it to us. But at the same point in time, we need to find our shops and our stores in the white neighborhoods. How do you feel about the whole black, black-owned business shit? You feel me? Black-owned segregation. No, I won't say segregation. Well, it's gentrification now. Nowadays, that's what basically that's what it is. Segregation with a different name on it. True. How do I feel? What do you mean? How I feel about us like, not having you- too much of black-owned businesses, or how I'm feeling about how it's Being starting right. to be, be become black-owned business? Or even if we have a black-owned business, how we don't give affordable prices for black people to actually buy said product. Like, kind of all a jumble. Right, right, right. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, it, it because of the way it's been, it's it's new for everybody. Yeah. It's something new. It's something, it's something I feel like it's even some, it's hard for even black people to even understand and come to grips with. Like, this is a new change. I think it's a good thing that 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 there are more black owned businesses because we don't have that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And only thing we have is boutique shops and, and yeah, some little beauty, shops. beauty salons and Yeah. But as far as like setting a foundation for real estate mm-hmm. and, and to move up in business, we never really had that. You know what I'm saying? Like not not there. to not to be like, oh, the white man da, 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 but it, it always has been that, you know? Yeah. And it's like it always has been that and it's like now we need to put our foot in the door. Mm-hmm. We need to have more Oprahs and more Jay Z's and more, exactly. you know what I'm saying. But we also need to be given that opportunity to do so, and not mm-hmm. be overshadowed by other other big companies. Um, we need to be able to right. get our foot in the door and be like, okay, well we have an opinion too. Half the half the time that these non-black businesses give us, they their their main audience is black people mm-hmm. the urban community exactly. so why not ha- why not give why not be able to give our input on it 
You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. um, but like I said, it's it's hard. It's even hard for non non urban people to grasp, but it's even hard for black people to grasp because it's it's something new for them too, mm-hmm. and it's something that's that's not too acceptable. It's becoming more acceptable, but it's like it's hard to even try to figure that out when you never really had that opportunity. So now you're trying to just figure it out. Like, okay, how do I create this business? And then how do I how do I um, create this business and keep it keep it going? Exactly. Yeah, it's definitely the familiarity of it. Like, how familiar am I with this shit? Like, people Mm -hmm. know for a fact McDonald's is serving you cancer between two buns. But it's just the fact we're so familiar with it. It's like, okay, well, you know what I'm saying? Run that shit in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, familiarity. And we're not familiar with black people owning shit. Running shit, exactly. doing shit for themselves. We're not familiar with it. Right? Okay. And then once we do, like, it's like certain black businesses, and I can only speak for restaurants because I've worked in like a couple black owned restaurants. It's fucked up because they be trying to, because you know, it's hard for us to even, like, when you own a business, it's hard, for, it's so hard for us to keep the business because. Like corporate America's just gonna hawk over you with a fucking video camera and a gun. Like, hey, if you fuck up, we're taking your business away from you. We're taking your house, taking your everything. Oh, whitey. Uncle Sam's about to be Uncle Dan and Daniel adds to the streets. Mm-hmm. And it's fucked up. And then treating us like, oh, you're mad at corporate America, so you're gonna come back and. Like, give all that anger and resentment and aggression to your fellow people. Yeah, like, we walk in there, hey, can I get a thing? Ah, nah, nah, nah. Here. Get out. Uncle, one thing I could do say black people stop asking for hookups. Thank yes, you. Please. Thank please. you. Stop I asking for hookups. Please stop asking me for a fucking discount on plate. Just because I'm, I'm your cousin. I'm fired tomorrow. <laughs> right, just because I'm your cousin. <laughs> do it. Just because I'm your cousin don't mean I can give you shit for and free. Shit. Uh, no, listen. Like, actually, with, you, with that being said, that's probably one of the main problems with black businesses, because a nigga or, or black person, as white people are listening now, always wants to be like, oh, hey, bro, hook me oh, up. Oh, oh, that's my homie, bro. Let me you get the hookup. It's like, how am I going to make a profit right. if, a, if a dude always asks me for the hookup? Right. That's how why is I, my business I'm under the grow. boat. That's, right. why I, that's why I stopped doing photography for people, dude. That's why I literally stopped doing photography because people, one, they don't appreciate the art in the first place, and two, they don't want to pay. Oh, I'm asking for 100 bucks. Bitch, you will buy, you will spend two hundred dollars on your ugly ass Uggs or, oh, or yes. that shit, and then you know, <laughs> and you don't want to, <laughs> <laughs> or you don't want to right. pay you the fucking, for a fucking photo. <laughs> right, but you don't want to pay for a photo shoot, and your photo shoot that you want to, and your photo shoot that you want to have, you want to put it towards your modeling career. Yeah. You want to put it towards right. social media. Bro, and like, what's that investment? So it's like, where, yeah, exactly. And that's, that's like, okay, where does the self-investment come I can't in? tell you how many black women I've taken photos of. You all you motherfuckers know is exactly who you are women. and none of them bitches paid me. Nothing. Right. Oh, you a trick, daddy. <laughs> <laughs> you need to be smaller than that. He said, look, ain't none of these bitches paid me. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, yeah, You yeah. need to yeah, at least reevaluate one them of them socks. Uh, I did a couple. I'm not gonna lie. You fucked a couple of them bitches? Yeah. Hey, bro, we on a podcast. Who are these said hoes? <laughs> <laughs> I want them on blast, yeah. pop true. Um, oh, yeah, for sure. He said, Sabrina, Selena. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did, Max. Last time I name dropped anybody, he deleted the episode. I can't do it. No, okay. what you mean? You deleted the episode? Yeah. You don't want to put people businesses you out You my episode, I'll kill you. No, like, I'm not. <laughs> I don't want to name drop the girls. Nah, you don't. Up. You don't want to do that. All right, what, what, no, what, yeah. what did the name start with? 
That's my mama's name. I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> <laughs> but she was Haitian, and I feel like she fucking like put a spell on my ass after we broke up. Like, I no, I swear to God, I swear to fucking God, bro. Black voodoo. No, nigga, I swear to God, like we were dating, it was great. We broke up, nigga. I walked out of her house with a cane, <laughs> was with a cane. No, swear to God, with a cane, and my knee was wrapped in a knee brace, <laughs> bro. I literally what happened. Nigga, that's just a bad sex crack. <laughs> 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 I done had them before too. Hey, everybody had them. Nigga, you ain't had a no, crap dude. while you was fucking. This, no, this, <laughs> you gonna no. fuck through it, nigga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bro, I have one last Oh, my God. Yo, I have one last This bitch put out cups for her ancestors. Oh, you need to stop talking before you curse me, motherfucker. Nigga, yo, you been cursed. The more. Look at your hair. Bro, this is from the motherland, bro. No, See how a nigga gonna tell me how a nigga gonna tell me my locks ain't locked, bro? What you mean, bro? Yeah. You coon ass nigga? What you mean, bro? You tell my brother that on the record, bro. <laughs> That's Brian. You know what I mean, Brian cut his shit because he was tired of being called a coon. Like a fucking Cheeto puff. He's still Uncle Tom. Oh, no, we're done, 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 we Oh, yeah, I know you got a nigga has a little bamboo. <laughs> no, you, no, I, I, I said bean boozle, bitch. Bitch, that's not even a word. I you thought wanna, you, yeah. you said that game. All right. Yeah, nice one. Oh, shit. <laughs> no, nah, you're good. Uh, that about sums it up. But, uh, yeah, it was, it, was good. it was a good interview. Yeah, I appreciate y'all having me, man. We yes. uh, definitely need a best episode yet. Yeah, we're not, we need to do this more, and then uh, for y'all, like, I want to see y'all grow, so make sure y'all continue to do y'all, y'all homework and shit with other podcasts and what they doing, yeah. and kind of, kind of adopt other podcasts, but then also make it, you know, y'all, y'all little vibe, too. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I appreciate y'all having me, man. You know, we all family, of course, FTF, bro. for sure. Uh, it's a great opportunity for both of us. Yeah, and, uh, exactly, bro. Everybody check me out, man, my social media, Instagram, Cameron James Official, FTF. Um, check me out on my Twitter, CamCamCJG, and the link in my bio on my Instagram. You can find my Spotify, Apple Music, Tidal, YouTube channel, every every stream fl- platform. So, want thank y'all again, man. Y'all tune in for the next next podcast y'all got. Keep supporting these dudes. Keep supporting what they doing. And um, yeah, it's good. All right, don't forget to look out for the uh, new clothing drop for, for Cam. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, and I forget the clothing drop for the fam. Apparel, we're gonna have some new shit dropping for that, and then my debut album, man, 1995, dropping in 2000, 2020. Yeah.